on the Jacob Beer Show today. I'm so happy to have on Governor Michael Dukakis, who is the former governor of Massachusetts, as well as a 1988 Democratic nominee for president. And he's also a professor, and he's been a professor at various amounts of different schools. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Um, my last stint as teaching was 19 years at Northeastern. 19 years. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Wonderful experience. A lot of my students are now in public service, as I hope many of your contemporaries will be. And uh, I retired a couple of years ago, so I'm still active and still moving around, but no longer teaching. Awesome. And I'm going to be 90 next year, so. Wow. And, <clears throat> and um, so my first question is, what got you involved in politics? When you were 17, you ran the Boston Marathon at a very young age. I'm a cross-country runner myself, so I know what it's like running. But what got you involved in the politics and government? I was interested, Jacob, uh, from the time I was nine. Now, came from an interesting background. Both of my, both of my parents were Greek immigrants. My dad came over when he was 16, my mother when she was nine. And they were extraordinary people. Um, you know, the Greek community was not a huge community, but it was actively involved in, in lots of places, and especially in England, and especially in cities like Lowell, where we had a substantial number of Greeks who settled there. Um, and for reasons that I'm not sure I can explain, from the time I was certainly by none, I was interested in politics. And uh, had a very strong sense of injustice, as a famous philosopher once said. And in those days, let me tell you, uh, there was a lot of injustice. Not that we haven't had our problems since, but uh, those were the days when uh, it was the Italian community that was denigrated in many ways. And uh, the Sacco Benzetti case was, a, was an enormous uh, crisis for the Italo-American community. Um, and I was blessed with two parents who came over, came over here relatively young and did remarkable things. My dad uh, came here in 1912, and 12 years later, he graduated from Harvard Medical School. How he did it, I have no idea. Worked in the mills, worked in restaurants. <laughs> and uh, and became a doctor and was a very prominent doctor in the Boston community. My mother came in when she was nine, um, and she was, so far as we can determine, the first Greek immigrant girl ever to go away to college unescorted in the history of the United States. It was heard of, unheard of at the time. And went to Bates College in Lewiston, Maine, graduated in 1925. Um, and they were wonderful parents. Wow. Now, interested in politics, not in an active sense, but they took their voting seriously. Um, the CBS World News Roundup was on radio in those days at six o'clock at night, and we always listened to it. So they were interested in public affairs. Uh, and again, for whatever reason, from the time I was nine, I was very much interested, involved, got involved in school politics, you know, ran for student office, student office and that kind of thing. Went to a place called Swarthmore College that I'd never heard of, to tell you the truth, before my brother said, you ought to take a look at Swarthmore. I said, is that a girl's school? He said, no. Uh, and ended up at Swarthmore, uh, right in the middle of the whole Joe McCarthy mess. 
So, um, as I say, beginning at the age of nine or so, I was interested, and the rest is as is history. Wow. And what had made you then um, want to run for office? You later became governor. Um, what was that all like, being governor of Massachusetts, best such job. a crucial state? Best job in the world. Had a wonderful time. Ran, was elected, then was defeated by a guy named King for re-election when I was 40 points ahead in the polls with about five weeks to go. Just a reminder, if you ever run for office, don't pay attention to the polls. Just make sure you go out there and get those voters and get them to the polls. In any event, and it was a terrible upset, you know, and obviously a huge disappointment. And uh, when it happened, I doubted very much that I would be active in politics after that. But um, King had his problems, and uh, a lot of people came to me and said, well, this time you ought to run or you ought to, you gotta go out there and really organize. Um, and so I decided to run again and uh, was reelected after that four year break. And then served for two more terms. So I served for I served for a term of twelve years altogether for governor of Massachusetts. At a time when the state was uh, had real problems and real economic problems, and uh, my major goal was to get Massachusetts up and moving and uh, building the kind of economic future for our people that effectively we should 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 have. And um, I wasn't the only person, obviously, that was deeply involved in this. So a lot of us were, but uh, that kind of represented a break with the past and uh, got Massachusetts on a path to the so-called Massachusetts miracle. Um, and we've been doing pretty well ever since. Now, wow. We're in the middle of, middle of a, uh, a re-election, you know, an election campaign for governor. And... Uh, We've got some real problems here, but um, I'm hopeful we've got an excellent candidate for governor. I think uh, he is very strongly favored to win. And a lot of us are going to work very hard to help her get the state back on track and, and do the kind of job that um, we want for our public servants. But uh, it was an interesting ride, and uh, I'm still at it in the sense that I'm trying to be as helpful as I can to, to good candidates. Absolutely. And then, of course, you served another term of governor, like you mentioned. And then you ran for president of the United States of America. Um, you beat quite a bit of people. Um, Jesse Jackson, Reverend, um, at the time, Senator Joe Biden, who's now our president, and many other people. What was it like, I guess, in the primary stage of it? And then what was it like being the nominee? Well, in the primary, uh, I did the best I could to keep it positive. Uh, I wasn't criticizing my fellow de de Democrats, and I think we probably had seven or eight of them to start. Um, but I wanted very much to be to make it a positive campaign. And I think for the most part, um, we were able to do that. And uh, organized intensively around the country, and, and I was successful in the primary. So what happened in the final? I made a very serious mistake. Uh, I ran against George H.W. Bush. Um, he was for the death penalty. I was against it and always had been. Uh, he was from Houston. I was from Boston. And he argued, among other things, that the 
death penalty was a deterrent to crime. But at the time, the homicide rate in Houston, in Greater Houston, was six times the homicide rate in Greater Boston, which tells you what? That the death penalty is not a deterrent. That it's other things that provide public safety. And by the way, have made Massachusetts the safest state in the country, with the possible exception of Hawaii. We are the state with one of the lowest homicide rates in the country. And by the way, that continues even in the middle of all this stuff that we're seeing in the way of mass killings and, and so on. Uh, very proud of that. Had a lot to do with community policing, had a lot to do with, uh, with new approaches to policing, the recruitment, recruitment of good young people who uh, wanted to be police officers and uh, became excellent police officers and police commanders. Um, but with that kind of advantage, in a sense, don't ask me why I didn't, in effect, say to Mr. Bush, hey, look, pal, uh, you come from Houston, I come from Boston. Um, we've got a fraction of the violence that you have. How do you explain it? Didn't do that, and that had a lot to do with my defeat. Massachusetts, I can tell you, is the best job in the world. I had a wonderful time, great team of people, lots of public support, and 12 years to do it. Absolutely. Now, today, we've got some problems here. My favorite transfer system is deep Um And we've got a lot of work to do. Uh, we need a lot of investment in infrastructure. We've got the money, and we ought to be investing in infrastructure. And, uh, and, and then there are a variety of other things that can be done. But we're going to have a new governor. Um, if all goes well, she will be the first woman governor. And uh, Marty is going to be a very good governor. And a lot of us are going to do everything we can to help. Absolutely. And just a couple other questions I have since I don't take up too much of your wonderful Friday. Um, then what was it like, I guess, what is it like on the debate stage? Um, it's like you're playing in a Super Bowl, but for politics, when you're on that debate stage against Bush, what was that like for you? Well, um, it, it obviously was and is an important part of the campaign. But remember, I had been in active politics for 25 years. I mean, it wasn't the first time that I was been, been, would have been debating anybody. And uh, if you have that kind of experience, um, you shouldn't be phased by the, the fact that you're in a debate. It's important. Uh, no question, you know, 100 million people may be watching it, but uh, it's not something that you haven't done many, many times. Um, the mistake I made was in not focusing on this really dramatic difference between my state and Texas, and in particular, these two metropolitan areas. And uh, in retrospect, don't ask me what I was thinking of. Uh, I wanted I wanted to keep the, the debate positive, but this was just such a glaring difference in the two states, which, by the way, continues. And um, made a serious serious mistake in not emphasizing it. And in today's political climate now, 
Um, we have a lot of division. Um, how do you think we can bring people together? Um, what your former public official, how do you think we can bring people together? I reach out, reaching out and bring them bring together. You know, I don't want to sound simple-minded here. But um, my experience was that if you reached out to people and brought them together and uh, provided some leadership, including uh, serious uh, political leadership in the sense that um, when you go down the policy road, you bring people of varying opinions together. And one of the things you find out, Jacob, is that with very rare exceptions, you can help people to develop agreement and consensus. Um, I mean, take healthcare, for example, a big issue when I was governor. Still is, but a big issue. Um, who thinks it's a good idea to have millions of Americans without a dime of health insurance? Ending up in emergency rooms with free care and all that kind of stuff. Um, and if you explain this to people, most people would have said and do say, yeah, every American ought to have decent affordable health care. We now have it. It took work, but a lot of it involved bringing people together of, you know, Republicans, Democrats, liberals, conservatives, and helping them to understand that this was something that was important to all of us. And that's the way to get things done. Absolutely. And one last question I just have. Um, what advice of my high school, or I'm in my senior year of high school, I'll be going to college like the next year or trade school. What advice do you have for the next generation of not just leaders, but really the next generation of adults? We see so much in society that's negative. What advice would you have? Well, it's not too complicated. Um, I found that reaching out to young people, bringing them into the process early, getting them actively involved, uh, helping, them, helping them to understand not only why it's so important, but the issues that you needed to master in order to get things done. And uh, and that required some evolution on my part. I mean, when I began in politics, I was a pretty good talker. I wasn't a very good listener, which is one of the reasons I got beat for re-election the first time as governor. Uh, well, that was painful, but it certainly taught me a lesson, which is not so much talking, a lot more listening, and trying to create consensus among people. And it really does work. So um, my advice to the young people is first, get involved. There's nothing like it. Making a difference in the lives of your fellow citizens is the most precious thing you can do. And secondly, Make sure you're a good listener as well as a good talker. And if you are, the chances are that you're going to be effective public service. And who was I? I mean, I was a kid, you know, street kid from Brooklyn, Massachusetts, who managed to do a lot of good things. I want to Very short, sweet. I need a couple of minutes. Yeah, a couple of minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And can you get me? Okay, let me just finish a couple of minutes. Okay. What would you like? Okay. It's not, it's not I'll 
Well, Governor Dukakis, thank you so much for coming on to Jacob Yours today. I really appreciate what's all going on um, and how many requests you still get. You're you, um, willing to come on my show so that a lot of young people who will listen to this episode can learn. You're heading for college, I assume. Yes. Where are you thinking? Where, where are you thinking of going? Where would you like to go? I am thinking about going to IUPUI or IU. IU is? Yes. What is it? Indiana yeah. University. Oh, Indiana University. It's a great school. It's a great school. Yes. Go, get involved. Uh, look for people that share your views on public service and politics and go at it. And you're going to be okay. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on my show, Governor Dukakis. Glad we were able to connect. Thank you.